Pinball manufacturing returns to Illinois. Stern launch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Internet connected gaming now a thing. Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston. I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine, and I'm here joined with Martin Ebb, and I'm editor of Pinball News, and we're here to look back at the uh, the marvelous month of May 2020, which uh, turned out to be uh, rather busy when we thought thought initially it might be quite quiet with all yeah. the uh, coronavirus lockdowns going on. Yeah, but uh, no, there's uh, there's a lot of news to report, and um, uh, we even have a new game being launched. Which uh, yeah. I, I suppose it was supposed to launch uh, two months ago already, but um, it, it uh, was announced uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, but we'll get back to that uh, in, in just a bit. First, let's look at the uh, implication of the coronavirus. Yes, well, uh, manufacturing, people manufacturing in particular in Illinois was all shut down when uh, the, the sort of stay-at-home orders were issued. But um, from Friday the 29th of May... So uh, we're recording this uh, on the 1st of June, so just a couple of days ago. The manufacturing was uh, was allowed to restart with, um, that's as part as uh, phase three of a five-step recovery plan they're implementing in Illinois, uh, which allows factories, plants and mills to resume operations with either six feet of distance or impermeable barriers between employee workstations, it says in the uh, in the details, and ramped up cleaning and disinfecting between shifts, which is enough to allow uh, well, basically all the pinball manufacturers who uh, reside in Illinois to get back to making games. Um, that's the manufacturing part. Stateside um, stores um, will have to limit the number of customers in the store at any one time. We're looking more towards what's going to happen with arcades and locations that might have pinball on location, barcades, that kind of place. Um, retailers uh, have half the usual capacity or five customers per 1,000 square feet of retail space. Now, whether a store would count as an, uh, would include arcades in that is, is not clear, but I don't think people are actually expecting arcades or barcades to open yet and become available. Um, Chicago itself, um, it, within Illinois, doesn't doesn't uh, follow any of these rules until Wednesday, so in a couple of days' time. Um, then non-essential retailers will be limited to 25% of normal capacity, capacity I should say. Ouch. So um, hmm, that's not very many, really, is it? And might make it... They're borderline as whether they're actually uh, able to, to make money by opening. Uh, for the moment, bars and restaurants are only allowed to do outdoors service. Uh, they hope to reopen when phase four is implemented, which is scheduled to begin on June the 26th. So, you know, in just over two, uh, three and a half weeks' time, maybe they'll be able to, uh, you know, open up properly. Even then, it'll be, you know, reduced capacity and social distancing and whether um, you know, amusement coin-op machines will be part of that mix, whether anybody's going to be able to look after the, the sanitizing aspect of that. Right. And well, the these games will get cleaned now. I mean, at least on the outside, I suppose. Well, maybe, but um, it's going to have to be single-player games, and uh, the games are going to have to be spaced six feet apart. So it doesn't 
Now, it might, may not work, or at least might have to take some of the games out or reposition them. Right. Uh, but you won't be able to have a, you know have your friends around them and play a four-player game if they're all standing around the machine. Or at least not the same machine, that's for sure. So that's um, that's the sort of coronavirus update from the US. Um, as far as you're concerned, Jonathan, uh, has anything changed much in, in um, coronavirus rules and um, what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do in, in the Netherlands or in yes. your part of it, at least? Well, effectively, uh, today, June 1st, um, the uh, terraces for bars have been uh, allowed to... Uh, open again with, uh, as long oh. as there is a six feet distance between um, uh, people sitting on the terrace, which in some cases means that uh, certain bars uh, that are on a square have enlarged their terrace so that they can still have the same number of people um, uh, attending, but they just need a bigger terrace and obviously not everybody right. can do that but um, mm. well starting today bars are and restaurants are allowed to reopen again and um, oddly enough as soon as that was announced uh, lots and lots of people started making reservations which is uh, uh, required uh, just to make sure that, that they don't have too many people coming in um, well I uh, certainly do enjoy uh, uh, um a drink or a, um, a meal in a restaurant or a, or a bar. Um, I personally didn't feel the need to rush out and immediately uh, go sit in the sun and 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 you know. But okay, uh, other people have uh, different needs, I suppose. So. Uh, but that's a good thing, I, yes. uh, I suppose. And obviously everything is still uh, being watched carefully in the sense that if it turns out that the second wave of the virus is... Uh, um, uh, well, if the number of people that need hospital yeah. uh, hospitalization goes up, then uh, um, measures will be um, reduced in the sense that, yeah. that, that uh, bars will be closed again and so on. Um, also with uh, gyms and, and, and that kind of stuff they already were doing um, lots of workouts in the uh, open air apparently in the open air is less uh, you're less vulnerable for the virus uh, it's being reasoned over here so um, lots of people took or businesses took took um, an opportunity at that by, by doing stuff in the open air instead of within an office space or, or yeah. a closed gym space. That's great, as long as the weather's good, yes. Well, so far it is, but... Um, mm. um, well, it's Netherlands, so... With, so, so is, with, with all that, is there, is there any um, any further thoughts about the, uh, the prospects for the, the Dutch Pinball Open Expo later in the year and uh, how that might work? Um, actually, we um, uh, I just had a meeting about that last week last friday to be uh, more precise oh, okay. and um the thing is uh well nobody can look into, into the future and we also have no, no. idea um uh, what uh, rules will, are still applicable uh, at that time and one of the things that i think we decided on if the six feet rule is still in place um then we can't do the dutch pinball open right um, yeah. Because well, it's very difficult to. Uh, I don't think 
uh, we can bring in enough machines or uh, or the number of games would be extremely limited which would make it an event that for people is not that interesting to um, uh, attend to in the first place um, so it would just devaluate the, the, the show for what people know it for so that makes no sense sure. but yeah. um, um, but we're not cancelling yet we're, we're just hoping that um, uh, that we can go on under the, the normal circumstances and then we still have to see how much how many people are still interested in coming because it might as well be that people are like well you know I'll pass for now and I'll just wait, a, wait it out and, and maybe next year yeah, I've, I've seen some places, uh, they seem to not do a two-meter rule or even a one-and-a-half-meter rule. They seem to have a one-meter rule now. And I wonder whether that might make things, if that was introduced in the Netherlands, whether that would make it more viable or more achievable to, to hold that kind of show. Yeah. Um, one of the things that actually crossed my mind uh, today was whether it would be interesting if you have a line or uh, um, a lineup of pinball machines where you could uh, place them uh, in a, a sort of like zipper method in the sense that um, mm-hmm. uh, you have if you're in, in front of a pinball machine, the next pinball machine next to it would be reversed, so you have the back yes. of the pinball machine. Uh, next to your lock bar, basically. So, whether that whether that would uh, could work to create some distancings on the side and the the person in front of you uh, on the other machines. So, just yeah, a random thought. Use a bit more space. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh well. But uh, no, okay. uh, the, the the event is still. Um, uh, seriously considered, uh, but, we, but there's so many factors involved that we can't uh, make a decision right now. We just have to to wait no. and see. We did pick a date, like uh, which I'm not going to announce, but we did pick a date where we're going to decide based on what is at that time uh, uh, expected to to uh, to happen or will be allowed and. Uh, because obviously right. you need time to organize such an event, and at some yeah. point, if it's too short notice, then we're just going to say like we're going to pass. So that'll be your your go or no go um, decision. Yes. With it. Uh, right. Okay. Um, well, uh, over here things have been easing very slightly, uh, not massively. Some some of the uh, some of the shops and stores have, have been able to, and some of the non-essential ones have been able to open. Um, but like you, actually, seem to have exactly the same kind of situation with gyms and places like that. They, they can they can work outside, but inside, um, I think that in gyms here, they're only going to be able to. And I don't think this has happened yet. But I think it happens fairly soon, maybe in two weeks' time. Uh, they're only going to be able to do sort of one uh, individual. Um, training sessions so kind of one-on-one try type training um, as long as people can keep the distance during that and so people are working out with a trainer and that's it there's no sort of general access coming up so that's that's not great um bars might be able to open in the middle of next month so i think that's about the 14th of july they're looking at reopening some bars but again it's probably going to be um, outside only in the meantime, they've been able to do takeaway service, but I don't think that's been massively popular. Because, oh, over uh, here, that's that's completely different. I mean, 
yeah. Sunday evening at 8pm if you go if you're out on the street um, if you start counting the delivery people on, on bicycles uh, going across town uh, delivering food you lose count seriously mm-hmm. it's 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 ridiculous because and most of them are wearing a special um, uh, uh, uniform well it's not a uniform but typical clothing for for these uh, companies that are uh, delivering food it's sure it's really I based on the number of uh, um, uh, delivery people on the street I'd say it's very popular Oh, okay. I would say food delivery has, has, I think, remained popular over here. It was popular before, but uh, and it's grown significantly. But I don't think any, um, there's places that try to do dr- um, drink sales. I don't think that's worked for bars because um, well, you could go, buy you the could same go to the supermarket as well. Exactly. There's no reason to do it. Unless, unless a particular bar is offering something you can't buy in the supermarket, you know, a specialist craft beer or something like that. Well, over here, I do have to say, um, there's the, um, uh, the, the, the bars that serve uh, Italian coffee and that kind of uh, thing. Uh, uh, they did takeaway service, and that has been actually quite popular. So lots of people still prefer to, to uh, just... Go there, take out uh, uh, four cappuccinos and uh, two lattes or whatever, and um, right. yeah, um, they they did very very well. I was actually surprised to see that. So, but oh, they, there's no I, point in getting a beer, uh, I suppose. No, I was surprised to see that um, some of the coffee places around my work were open about two weeks ago, where they've been closed up to that point, but. Um, also, um, uh, I forget what I was going to say now. Um, oh, yes, they've opened garden centres and a few other places now um, so people can uh, can can go and do the work on the garden at home. But uh, generally speaking, uh, there's, um, it's still quite closed down, but it's, it's gradually opening up. And like you say, if there's any kind of indication that there's a return or a second wave or spike, in cases, then uh, you know, all this could be closed down. We're in a slightly strange position, probably more akin to the US here, because we, uh, the United Kingdom consists of uh, England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland, and each of those four nations all are all making their own decisions on these things. So you might be able to, you know, you might be able to drive somewhere to go and exercise in uh, in the England, say, but if you drove into Wales to exercise, that would be illegal. Because well, if, if you're going there to exercise, you might as well go on a bike and, and already get your exercise along the way. But yeah, but don't just don't cross the border though. That's the thing because it will be you're not allowed to do that in Wales, um, or you weren't allowed to do it in Wales. It may have changed from today because uh, they all sort of all have different timings as to when certain things are allowed and, and not allowed. But uh, anyway, we don't want, to, don't want to spend too long looking at the coronavirus news because um, no. the important thing is. As far as pinball goes, uh, that um, pinball manufacturing is back up and running in uh, in Illinois, right? Whereas previously it wasn't. So, and, and most of the major manufacturers are now in Illinois. That means that uh, the pinball is being manufactured again. And um, although it may not may not be places to uh, to site the games on location yet, 
It's certainly available for home sales. Yes, so, and uh, um, uh, sort of leading into our second headline, uh, Stern mm-hmm. did launch uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, now, but now you have to sing it. You have to sing it again every time you say it. No, I already sing it. sang it at the intro, so that that oh. was it. Sorry. But um, uh, allow me to uh, notice right away that Stern is allowing themselves two weeks to ramp up production before the games become available. So unlike previous models like Stranger Things that was immediately available when the games was announced, in this case, there's still a um, uh, two-week period in which the games need to be manufactured and distributed uh, amongst distributors and so on. Yeah, it's quite surprising considering the game was, was due to be launched in uh, the beginning of April at uh, the Midwest Gaming Classic. And we assumed at that point there would be a whole bunch of games both available to buy and uh, to play at the show. Uh, but maybe maybe they just never got that far into actually building the game. Or maybe there have been some changes in the, in the intervening months. Well, we uh, definitely can see that uh, the uh, behind the scenes, the... the Design team continued to uh, move forward, um, which I suppose is resulting in uh, a much more updated code uh, upon reveal than I'd say would have been ready two months ago. Um, and uh, also, uh, all promotional materials were immediately available, where usually it takes a couple of weeks for Stern to. Uh, reveal flyers and, uh, and, and that kind of material. Now everything was available immediately. Yes, in fact, even the the um, the manual game manual for the pro model is available online if you go to the Stern website, along with the flyers and uh, say um, promotional videos. Um, and um, Stern put out a. I'll say it's, it was a, an email from Gary Stern. Well, I think it was actually from Zach. Sharp, but um, in Gary Stern's name, which uh, was a, is a different style. They've launched a, a new method of uh, promoting the game to... Right. Well, well actually, I'd say uh, I received um, two different emailings. Uh, one, the, the typical traditional uh, mailing, I suppose. Uh, actually... Well, a press release. I, well, a press release, there was a... Um, uh, there was a traditional press release on uh, Facebook and that, that, that type of stuff with the single uh, uh, Gary Stern quote and so on. But like you said, there yeah. was also this emailing in name of Gary Stern um, who quite disturbantly mentioned that he had to beat his daughter. Um, <laughs> I suppose uh, uh, playing the game of Turtles, but still it was a rather disturbing sentence to close off that. Uh, that email, but um, I, I assume his daughter is safe. So, and <laughs> by now she's old enough to probably hand his ass to him if he wanted to beat her. Up. So, <laughs> um, yeah. nothing to worry about, I suppose. No, I don't think we need to dwell on that one too much. But, no. uh, but yeah, well, it's worth pointing out that um, I actually received absolutely nothing at all from Stern oh. Pimble about this. Yeah, apparently as part of their their move to the new system, um, I wasn't included on their on their mailing list, or wasn't transferred over from the previous mailing list. Hmm. So anyway, I, I I did get all the uh, material, and uh, actually you got more could... than I did because I think you got the the translate images as well. Yes, they were um, well they were, they were put on Facebook by uh, Zombietti. Um, 
So right. they're, they're okay. actually the original artwork uh, before. They're not translites as such because they haven't got the Stern logo or any of the copyright information or right. Nickelodeon stuff on there. So they are they are clean, which is nice. So you can see uh, yeah, all three versions in the uh, in the Pinball News article. Yes, I was leaning videos. into that um, uh, because oh, obviously new. Stern game means that Martin did a very in-depth review um, of the game, or well, I'm not sure whether it's a review, but at least a uh, tour the playfield. I think <laughs> a tour the playfield yeah. with all the features, uh, uh, with with uh, images and explained what, uh, how, and what, and where, and why, and and so on. So, and it's kind of odd that we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all these side news type of things. But yes, there is a new game. Let's talk about the game. Yeah, well, okay. So it comes in the usual three models Pro, Premium, LE, LE Limited to 500. It's uh, John Borg design, as I mentioned just now, uh, Zombie Yeti, Jeremy Packer, on, on art. Right. Um, Dwight Sullivan um, is the lead coder for it, and Jerry Thompson uh, doing the sound and the music for yeah, it, except although for I the, think it includes, yes. as you were saying, it uh, includes the original theme music from the 80s, is it? No, the, I th- uh, actually I think it's a, uh, um, a re-recorded version of the 80s uh, theme song, uh, but it's done very, right. very well, I have to say that, uh, but it's, that, that one isn't done by Jerry uh, Thompson. Uh, all the other music, which is ha- also, uh, I found, very 80s influence, um, which I think actually fits very well with the game. So compliments to uh, to Jerry Thompson uh, for that. And it's uh, also interesting to note that um, they didn't use any video from the original uh, animated series. No. Absolutely. So, um, similar to Jurassic Park, um, no footage was available, and they just went on the on the LCD with uh, their own uh, images and artwork, I suppose. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was going to say that maybe it wasn't the quality wasn't good enough for today's use, but um, it's not such a big screen. It, no, exactly, and uh, no, they seemed to get get by okay with uh, Beatles, didn't they? When that was even even older. Right. So uh, I'm sure they could have could have used it if it was available, but maybe it was a licensing issue, and they decided not to go that route anyway. Probably and, cost uh, more create and all they their didn't own. Want, yeah. So yeah, yeah, and um, also of course it limits them as to what they can do with the with the storyline of the game, in that they've got to then use what video assets they have available. Yeah. Whereas although now, I have to say, but, what I understood in terms of the modes, uh, I think they looked very closely at least to season one of the original animated series because I think uh, several of the modes are named after episodes uh, from that season Um, which is interesting because uh, personally um, I am familiar with the turtles but I had completely forgotten about uh, Krang and the two uh, dumb dumb, uh, uh, what do you call them uh, uh, bouncers or whatever you want to call them that I can't help you out okay because I have absolutely no knowledge whatsoever of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right and it wasn't wasn't one of my uh, wasn't on my radar shall I say uh, and so I, I didn't know about it when it first came out as a day trees game and um, don't know any more about it now well 
less highly ignorant, right? <laughs> well, it's uh, well, we can look at it from two different ways. You know, you who do know who the characters are. Uh, right. well, I, I know I know who the turtles are. And I know April, but other than that, I don't know who any of the others are. And I've never watched or seen any of the uh, the animated cartoons or movies. Right. So none of that is familiar. So series names don't mean anything to me. So, but uh, to me, it, I'm coming at it as a total newbie, and the, the game has to sell itself to me on that basis. Whereas for you, you look at it, and uh, there are bits of it which are familiar. Well, you, bits. You already, yes, know certain, <laughs> you already know certain storylines, certain characters, and you know, and and what. Well, what that you was only because I actually went on YouTube. I went on YouTube to actually check one of the older episodes uh, of season one um, just to get uh, to, to refresh my memory basically and I was like really was it that it wasn't like I remembered it let's put it like that so and I uh, um, for a brief moment of time I also had a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, pinball machine from Data East in my collection uh, which I actually uh, quite enjoyed. I bought it because I used to play it on location a lot at uh, around 91, 92. Um, one of the things I found, um, well, I wouldn't say disappointing, but I was sort of expecting a sewer shot, since the mm. turtles are always hiding in the sewers. Uh, this game has no sewer shot. And if you look at the 1991 uh, game, the sewer shot uh, on that game is uh, after you completed uh, a number of combos on the on the two ramps, uh, the sewer lights for 10 million, which is completely unbalanced with everything else scoring in the game. So on that one sewer shot, I won many many games, um, and uh, so for me, in my recollection, uh, Turtles game needs to have a sewer shot. Hmm. Well, if it's uh, any comparison, I, I I did remember. Now you mentioned it, I've forgotten all about it until that point. That at some point I did go to a house in North London to look at buying a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pinball machine from uh, somebody in private collection. Well, collection. It was the only machine they had in the house, and I think he wanted to get rid of it. And uh, I decided not to buy it. Right. Not based on anything particularly wrong with it. But, um, I looked at it and played it and decided I didn't like it. So uh, I chose oh, not to buy it, even though it was a very good price. Right. But it wasn't for me. Oh, well. Uh, that's okay, I guess. It's not a... Um, I wouldn't say it's a classic. It's not a... Uh, I wouldn't say it's Monster Bash level <laughs> or, or uh, Medieval Madness. No. So um, it, was, it was nice uh, it was, for the oh, time. But, yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah, this this was a few years after that, so um, it you know, there were much better games out there, um, in my opinion. At yeah, that no, time absolutely. Yeah. We spent my money on. Yeah, yeah. So. But uh, that being but, said, but, I think the yes. new game looks rather uh, interesting. Uh, at least they uh, with the um, uh, the turtle van, uh, they. Um, well, they, they, I think they got creative with uh, um, mechanical engineering in order to have that um, lock balls on the on the premium and the uh, LE. So uh, I think that's interesting. Um, well, there's this the glider mechanism on the premium and LE there where um, you can 
change the direction of the ball uh, depending on, on which in lane it, the ball will end. That's basically what you can decide on. Um, which is interesting. Yes, we a, have seen it's a ramp this. shot, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. The ramp, ramp returns, you can swap it over to the opposite ramp return if you, if you want. Or right. stop the ball completely, I think, as well. Although maybe that's just the game has that control. Because right. when you start a start a, a mode or an episode, it can stop the ball on the uh, on the ramp in the same way as the pro can as well. Right. So, um, and um, well, we've seen the spinning disc, uh, the magnetic spinning disc holding mm. uh, yeah. uh, the balls. Uh, a slight innovation there that the disc is now spinning in uh, two directions. So they use a uh, a DC motor, I sub, uh, I think that's what I caught on the on the Jack Danger uh, live stream. Yeah, it's um, if you if you actually look at the the flyers, it's interesting because the flyers for the Premium Pro say that um, all three models have a a disc spinning disc capable of uh, spinning in both directions, but the Pro only does spin in one direction. Huh. So uh, I'm sure it's the same mechanism and the same motor in both, in, you know, in the in the Pro and the Premium Nelly. But I guess they just decided not to drive it backwards or in the opposite direction on the Pro as a more sort of marketing feature than rather than uh, any any uh, technical issue. Hmm. But um, it's, a, it's a unidirectional spin on the Pro and a bidirectional spin on the other two. It so, makes me wonder whether it would make sense to um, download. Uh, limited edition uh, game software or premium software and put that on your pro machine whether that would change things uh it would probably change things as far as the bits that um that don't exist in the in the pro uh, like the the uh, truck ball lock release and the glider mechanism right, he's trying right, to drive right, those yeah. it wouldn't work but I, I actually think that they have some kind of um keying in, in the game to indicate whether or not they're pro premium or ellie and they only let you download the appropriate software to them or at least you'd like to think so right okay so um, uh, compliments to Zombie Yeti on the artwork I have to say it's a style that I wasn't expecting from him but I think he pulled it on mm. very uh, colourful yeah. uh, saturated artwork I'd say yeah and three very different art packages as well I'd say as well it's not like different different colours of the same one or just slight tweaks they are all you know they're all unique um, there's, there's not much in in uh, common across them. Uh, I'm not familiar enough with the theme to know exactly what each one is is illustrating or uh, depicting. Maybe I should say because turtles. Yeah, well, they all seem to do that, but each one is is a different layout and has different uh, other elements in them. Uh, I'd say as as a no, my first look and without having played it yet, it's. It was kind of a bit disappointing that there wasn't there weren't more toys on the playfield. Well, uh, there is there is money spent in the game, but it it seems to be mostly spent in in ball lock mechanisms that you don't really see. So it's got the as you say it's got the 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 the, um, the truck, the party truck, um, ball lock mechanism for the pro for the premium and LE, and it's just a single ball lock in the pro and the uh, the pizza parlor as well that's a, that's a ball, mock, ball lock mechanism at the back of the game but it's all hidden you don't really see any of it so what you do see uh, well you know, spinning disc as you say we've seen that before many times with a magnet in it and the well the on the pro there's a, a, a ball stop on the ramp 
or both ramps returns. Right. And well, that's that's you know we've seen up posts on ramps before stopping balls, and this is just one one solenoid that actually stops the ball on two ramps at the same time. So it actually saves a saves a solenoid. So that's quite quite advantageous in the bill of materials. Right. But um, other than that, I don't think there's a lot. There's a third flipper, which is nice, and obviously provides a lot of opportunities for side shots and the ramp shot and the inner inner orbit as well and mm-hmm. the side targets. So nice to see. But you know, it just seems a it seems a bit of cheapening there. But especially when you look at those those side targets. You know the layer and the yeah, April one, and, and just April. one big target. Well, Stern did that on a couple of games recently, and I think it's just um, uh, dumping down the capability of the player, uh, thinking that they are not able to um, uh, to spell all letters if if they are not one target, one giant yeah, to hit, target to, to, to hit the accurate, yeah. an accurate shot to hit the appropriate. I mean, even then they they used to. You know, you didn't have to hit the exact target. You could hit the, that one or the one on either side to get the letter if it was set too easy. Right. And it got harder during the game. But, yeah, I just think it, as you say, it um, it dumbs down the play. But it also looks cheap as well. It's, um, uh, it doesn't you know, have to be yeah. a drop target mechanism, but just bring oh, no. stand-ups. That, that, that would have been fine. But, obviously, this is... Cheaper to manufacture, I suppose, uh, less labor involved as well, because all those targets are, uh, as far as I understood, still made by hand. So um, this would yeah, make and, it and all, all individual targets as well for as far as the uh, the control system goes. So that's four switches, whereas right. now it's one. Right. So um, yeah, I can from a, a, a cost perspective point of view, I can understand why they would go with it, but still it. I get the impression that you're not taking the player seriously. But that's just I get my the impression personal opinion. Trying to save too much money. <laughs> but, potato, potato. Yeah. yeah, It is what it is. So there we go. Um, it, it's got nice artwork on it. So um, we can give them that. And um, I think, as you said, the, the, the artwork overall is a, is a nice, impressive package. Right. And, and I think the... Uh, the graphics that we've seen so far look look very very nice and and well executed, um, and I don't think you particularly miss the uh, the seeing the original cartoon series because um, you know, how how relevant is that to to most players anyway these days? Right. So uh, one comment I would like to make, um, although it might not be appreciated by everybody, um, code wise, <laughs> I was sort of. Uh, blown away, but not in a good way, uh, in the sense that um, there is a lot uh, to do in this game. And with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles being such a kiddie type of theme, I think the game is way too complex for uh, what it sort of looks like and uh, appeals to. I mean... um, uh, it's it's a very deep game. There's all sorts of things that you can do, and I'm just uh, obviously I haven't played it yet, but I'm just wondering will it still be fun enough for a 12 year old kid to walk up to it and understand what he's supposed to be doing? Especially if this yeah, might be his uh, his first time playing pinball. 
Is that who it's aimed at? I suppose is the question. Um, um, I don't know. Would, would a would a twelve year old kid even know what all those episodes are, or is it is this really well, sort of aimed at the there have been the more millennials about, uh, I think there, there have been recent movies about teenage mutant ninja turtles anyway. So twelve um, year old kids might be familiar with uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtles, but um, not with pinball. And then getting such a complex game. Um, while it looks so kid-friendly, so I suppose um, that might—I'm not sure whether that would benefit pinball in general. But that's just um, my observations so far, uh, based on uh, watching the, the Jack Danger stream in which the game was uh, was revealed. So. Yeah, and uh, that's very good. Uh, I, I only saw the first one. There were, I understand there was a second one yes, uh, a couple of days ago. Friday. Yes, I haven't seen yeah. that either. That was, that was the pro model. Uh, they were showing the premium in the in the uh, in the first one, which um, yeah, looks good. Um, you have to appreciate these these are you know these are promotional events. They're not um, just simply explainers or you know uh, deep dives into the game. They, they do that, but they are designed to sell you the game as well so, probably yeah so. but he won't hear any criticism of the game put it that way he won't say oh that's not very good what about wouldn't it be better if or anything like that yeah no, no. everything is going to be wonderful wonderful but, uh, yeah yeah but anyway it, it, it does look a nice game and congratulations to everybody in uh, the Stern team yeah that they finally got the game out yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been. I, mean, I know John. John uh, finished working on that game, you know, about half a year ago, if not more. Yeah, something. I was going to say six months ago, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did yeah. Uh, send out an email to John Borg asking uh, whether he was interested in uh, joining us on our podcast. He didn't get back to me, so I guess that's a no. <laughs> yeah, John doesn't do a lot of these things, but uh, and, uh, so it was a bit speculative, but well, definitely worth asking. Right. So um, there was other stern news as well, um, in the form of hiring Raymond Davidson as a game development software engineer. And as I understand it, Raymond Davidson is a very talented uh, tournament player. He is indeed from the uh, from the uh, Pacific Northwest, Seattle area, um, number one ranked player in the world at the moment. I suppose that indicates uh, you're good podcast. at it. Yes. Yeah, either that or incredibly lucky, but I reckon he's good. Um, uh, having played against him a good few times, um, I know I know just how good he is. And um, yeah, even played against him in the Seattle League as well yeah. um, once. And um, that was good fun. And uh, and he's a not he's a he's a, a extremely talented player. He's also a very nice guy. Right. So uh, a double bonus there. You know, not only does he know his stuff, but he can uh, he can also. It will be a, a, a valuable asset to the Stern team. Well, it was interesting. I was having a dis- uh, discussion with um, uh, someone about that uh, uh, Raymond Davidson being hired, and uh, that person, who I will not name, was uh, mm-hmm. wondering. Well, um, the, the the press release that was sent out basically brags about him being such a good pinball player, but it doesn't say much about how good he is at at uh, uh, writing software. So, what's the biggest <clears throat> criterion uh, that person was wondering about? And um, but I suppose that they do their homework at CERN, and that they would not just hire somebody um, 
because he's a good pinball player. I suppose they look at his qualities and what he's supposed to be doing as well. Yeah, so uh, I just just on that point, I was just wondering how many of, um, obviously with having Zach Sharp working there and Keith Elwin working there, um, that's top three players out of how many, I wonder, um, in the, the current rankings. Uh, probably the top, top half, the top three out of the top six players or top five players in the world are all, all working at Stern now in various capacities. Right. For, uh, game design, um, marketing and software. Right. Well, I'd say that uh, Elwin has uh, proved to be a very valuable asset for Stern. Yeah. Well, I think I think <laughs> I think you'd have to say that uh, Zach has been as well. I haven't seen any game designs from Zach yet, but <laughs> no, <laughs> for, that's easier <laughs> no, to say with with Elwin, you know. Um, and in, well, Zach is obviously in marketing, and I appreciate Zach mm. for what he's doing. But um, I also get the feeling that he would like to do much more, but his hands are tied by management, which um, I'm well doesn't reflect probably what he could do with it if he was given more free reign. But that's a whole different yeah. discussion. Let's not go there. It is. No. no. Okay. I'm glad he didn't. So, um, uh, also at Stern, they're, um, they got this uh, Stern showdown thing, right. which we, yeah. uh, we which mentioned Which was sort of like um, um, uh, kill your time uh, while you're in lockdown uh, type of... Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, basically, it pitched pairs of games against each other, and you had to vote on which one was your favourite. And they kind of make their way through the, the the ladder until we get to what is supposedly the uh, the the best game from Stern Pinball. So right. uh, it's 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 continuing. They're down to the final eight at the moment, I think, and voting is going on through the Stern Pinball Facebook page and probably Instagram as well. But I can't. I'm not a member of that, so I don't know. But yeah. certainly on Facebook, you can leave a comment under the uh, and Stern Pinball page and the Stern Showdown section to uh, to vote on uh, each each battle, as they call it, um, as right. to who, which one of those two games goes through to the next round. Yeah, um, I thought initially, uh, obviously, they dragged this out for two months, which is uh, which is I, I suppose it's nice, and a lot of people are following it and participating. Um, but obviously, I wonder at the same time if the games would have been shaken up in a different order at the beginning, then and paired against mm -hmm. other games, then would the outcome still be the same? In the sense well, that the eventual uh, outcome would be the same. Well, eventually there is supposed to be one winner, and the, the question is, will that still, still be the same winner in the end, or doesn't it matter? I mean, if you're pairing, I'd say, just from the top of my head, uh, let's say Lord of the Rings versus ACDC, um, mm -hmm. that could be an, e uh, an, uh, an easy win for... Uh, I don't know, let's say ACDC. Uh, but if you would be comparing Lord of the Rings versus uh, NBA... Uh, then I suppose that uh, Lord of the Rings would have won, and so you get a different. Um, sure, but eventually, you know, if they were both the most popular games. They would probably have met in the final, and at which point ACDC would have won that that challenge anyway. Right. Assuming the same number of people are voting and uh, the same group, though obviously uh, it's going to vary. But yeah, it's, it's kind of like a tournament thing, isn't it? Eventually, the best yes. player should win no matter what what route they make 
uh, they take to get to the final. Right. They, they should get through anyway. So that's the Stern showdown anyway. It's, it's going on. If you're into that, go and go and vote for your favourite of the, of the pairings on the uh, the Stern pinball pages. And right. um, as far as new code goes, well, with the launch of a new game, um, all the attention's been on that. But there has been one code update, and that is to the Stranger Things game, which was previously Stern's current title. Now, it's now up to version 0.92. Um, on that point, I was just, just interested, and I was, I, was, I was thinking, and maybe it's something I'll do next month, of going through all the recent um, um, versions of software from various manufacturers and see which ones have actually reached version 1 to see to see whether they you know which ones are officially still in development and which ones are supposedly feature complete right now um, so I suspect there's probably quite a lot which um, aren't finished at this point even even with all the time spent working at home on on updates um, I think the pressure to get new games out is uh, always going to take precedent over updating older games to to a certain degree. But anyway, mm. version 0.92, Stranger Things. Yeah, they changed the upside-down mode, um, so the hurry-ups are collected in a different way now. Uh, there have been lots of uh, rule tweaks, actually, in this version. It's quite a comprehensive one. Scoring adjustments have been made to various features as well. Uh, a few bugs fixed. And it's nice to see they've improved some of the lighting effects within the game as well. Uh, it's a game which is you know, pretty heavy on lighting effects, particularly the upside-down mode and the UV stuff. But, uh, yeah, when the start of some of the modes, they now have um, some, some nicer effects going on with the, the way the lights work. So that's version 0.92 Stranger Things. If you've got that, download it and uh, enjoy all the new stuff. Right. I'm, I'm still wondering how much uh, these code updates will actually result in additional sales. Because um, uh, a lot of people might have the chance at some point to play uh, uh, a game. Let's say Stranger Things mm. in this case. Um, yeah. I remember when I played it in January... The scoring was uh, very unbalanced, and hitting the uh, Demogorgon or whatever it's called, uh, mm. the the, yep. the bash toy in the, the game, the center shot, yeah, yeah, the center shot hardly didn't award any points. It wasn't even worth going for, and um, uh, people quickly figured it out. And I think the perception of the game, because of uh, uh, the software at that time with a lot of people at least the people who played it was like that they were not that fond of the game and they didn't like it that much now the question is how many people are giving such a game a new chance um, when such a co code update comes out yeah well, because no, now the game might be more fun but if you're not giving it a second chance then then you never know well no Personally, that was the that was the last time I saw the game. So the next time I'll see it, it's going to be you know well well uh, significantly more advanced with the software than it was then. Right. And hopefully it'll it'll be a completely different game with um, a very different experience. But um, I don't know well enough to know you know what the changes they made are and um, and whether it makes it a more fun game or whether right. there, are, are there are other factors. Hopefully it will. But uh, go back Chances to your original point, how much does it change things? It, yeah. um, it changes the perception of people, you know, that if they see that the company is supporting the game and when it's released, that's not the, the, the end of the, 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 the development of the game. 
you know, and also you know, they are fixing bugs in it as well. And some of them might be, you know, critical for operators. Right. They might be things which which absolutely have to be fixed. So to get all these other fixes in is, is you no, know, it's eye candy, but right. um, yeah, some okay. of them are must-haves. Right. Well, the, the um, I, th- I guess the risk in this uh, strategy is that. Um, at first, the game might not be perceived as fun. Um, code might be updated, but as many games just go to home collectors and are not out there in the open on, on location and so on, uh, especially, and even if they were, you wouldn't be able to have been able to play them for the past two months anyway. Um, yeah. Chances are, by the time people realize that the game uh, code improved and uh, the game is a lot more fun, game is off the line and um, uh, there's only so many out there and good luck finding one but that's, yeah uh, but, but they can always rerun them you know if, if people uh, if there is demand is there right so oh well moving on so think, to uh, yeah to let's say um, Stern's neighbor Jersey Jack Pinball yes <laughs> interesting you should say that um because um, on a Facebook page, uh, post this week, uh, they showed an exterior picture of the new factory, which is which is at um, eighteen fifty. Um, that's all it said on the eighteen fifty Greenlow Greenleaf Avenue in Elk Grove Village. Yes. Yes, which we now know is eighteen fifty Greenleaf. There's a lot of people on there saying, "Well, what's the full address?" And um, nobody was commenting on that to tell them what where it really was but yeah as you say 1850 Greenleaf Avenue Elk Grove Village which is um, in an interesting position I'd say uh, wouldn't you well it's um, I'm not not completely aware with the the, the correct terminology but it's basically um, two blocks over from Stern Pinball if uh, literally it's across the street if there wasn't a block of uh, uh, buildings in between, and yeah, uh, it's basically on, on the adjacent road, right? And uh, interestingly, um, I was talking to Gary Flower about it. I said it's a three-minute drive from Stern to uh, because you have to to drive around the block to get to the other side. Um, and Gary mentioned that it's probably possible to just cross the parking lot on foot. Uh, across the street, and uh, it could be a three-minute walk. So yeah, it's literally that close, isn't it? Yeah. So lots of pinball talent within two blocks in El Grove Village. Yeah. So if you imagine, I mean, they're, they're eighteen fifty Greenleaf Avenue and Stern are at two thousand and one Lunt Avenue. They right. Are, they are adjacent roads, and eighteen fifty to two thousand and one. Well, it's a block and a half over really so yeah really incredibly close and uh, i guess that means that when they go out they go to the coffee shop they go to the restaurant so uh, we get the uh, people from stern and the people from jersey jack will all be going to the same places probably yeah well, although like it was already the case of course don't forget that the design team uh, was already uh, uh, located in bensonville uh, five yeah. minutes from the stern factory so but now lots uh, all the all the the, the 
personnel working on the floor assembling games and so on, they will be able to meet each other as well, if they are at least able to go out for lunch. Or or, or we might as well see a wall of microwaves at uh, Jersey Jack as well. Well, socially distanced, of course. You know, they have to be six feet apart. Also the microwaves, okay. Yeah, oh yes, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, uh, but no, that's interesting. And um, um, I have some interesting uh, 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 details about the um, Jer- the new Jersey Jack factory, if you're interested. Of course. Okay. Um, this was uh, handed to me by a um, uh, source that doesn't want to be uh, mentioned. So I won't reveal uh, his name. But uh, property uh-huh. features... Okay. Include um, uh, uh, 60,239 square feet building. It's a two point. That is pretty big. Uh, It's a 2.83 acre site. On there is 10,460 square feet of office space. It has a wet sprinkler system. Um, It says something about the power, I don't care. 11 Mm -hmm. exterior. Docks, two drive-in docks, 37 parking spots, and six-plus trailer parking spots. Oh, sounds like they're uh, they're gearing up to have a lot of trucks coming in and out of that place. Right. I'm not sure whether they are delivering pizzas or... uh, uh, No, they'll go to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle team. Right. So, um, but no, it's in. Uh, it looks like an incredibly large uh, uh, hole, uh, the warehouse area, so to speak, um, is is. I'd say enough to, to to probably in three pinball lines if they want to. Yes, um, I'm trying or to remember. Put in a lot of stock games. What the size of the what the size of the the old factory was? I think it was about forty thousand square feet, and this is sixty. And they had room for two lines in, in that one. So, yeah, as you say, three potential for three lines here, a bit like um, American Pinball were planning. Right, but or store a lot of inventory if you, if, you, if they want to, have to, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, opportunity to make games for other people. Yeah, it's interesting to see that the uh, the office space is in uh, in front in the front, and then the the warehouse area is sort of in the in the back. Um, That's very much like the stern. Yeah, I'd say. So, yeah, probably it is. Um, I would figure like, well, you could also do the office space on top of the warehouse. You know, okay, so mm. everybody's on the first floor, and the warehouse have an even bigger warehouse. But that's just me and. I don't know all these American uh, rules for buildings and and what have you, but um, that was my European yeah. uh, view on it. So just well, it was interesting that the they showed a picture of the sign outside and they said, um, you "No know, Jersey Jack Pinball with their their work with their typeface and logo," uh, but it didn't have the the Jersey New Jersey outline around right. it like yeah. it uh, traditionally has. So I just wondered with, with the move to Illinois whether. They're kind of dropping that part of the uh, the, the logo. Now. I think uh, I saw a comment. Sense. I think I saw a comment from Jersey Jack that said that it was just a temporary uh, signage for now. And uh, it, it looked pretty uh, pretty permanent. 
happened to me. In fact, it was all originally. I thought it was uh, Photoshop because it was it had kind of like um, embossed characters on on the text, and um, I thought that looks looks too clean and uh, and real. Uh, right. Too clean and neat to be real, but uh, then they they commented that it is an actual photograph and not not photoshopped. So it doesn't look like a temporary sign, but yeah, maybe. But um, it was interesting that they didn't include the Jersey outline on it, right. or New Jersey outline, I should say. Yeah, maybe they should uh, do the Illinois outline this time, or both. <laughs> <laughs> that would get confusing. And uh, okay. oh well. So mm, so that's that's the new. New Jersey Jack Pinball Factory at 1850 Greenleaf Avenue in Elk Grove Village. Right. So, Just around the corner um, from Stern Pinball. Yes. So uh, so anyone getting fired at uh, Stern Pinball, well, it's just a short walk and you might find a new employee right away. Absolutely. And vice versa. Uh, I, you, you beat me to it. So, But there was <laughs> more news from, uh, from Jersey Jack uh, Pinball. Um... Uh, interestingly enough, they posted a, uh, a video um, in which they um, um, basically said that um, more innovation is coming, I would say. They said something about uh, innovating the games and uh, uh, innovating pinball. Uh, they showed the games that they did so far, ending with a question mark. And... Um, uh, and it concluded saying everything is about to change. Mm, yes, and uh, was, I think also there was a comment on Facebook about that, and somebody said uh, about internet connectivity, and the response was, um, if, you, if you think it's just internet connectivity, then that's not even part, that's not even a tiny bit of what we're doing. Right. So, well, they seem to think they're going to be doing something, changing the game, shall we say. Well, um, yeah, it's interesting, and I have to uh, to uh, mention uh, Canada's podcast here, um, who uh, did a show on the upcoming uh, Guns N' Roses game, um, and apparently Canada has had a sort of sneak preview, and apparently um, the game of which everybody is assuming that it's going to be Guns N' Roses, although it has not been officially confirmed. Um, but apparently uh, the the uh, gameplay is going to be quite different than uh, what we've seen lately. Um, which uh, with with easier objectives and and uh, so I'm I'm very curious to see whenever Jack uh, or Jersey Jack is able to reveal the game, um, mm. what it will be like. But uh, but I'm 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 very uh, very curious, very uh, interested in seeing what they might have uh, discovered or come up with. In terms of, of um, making the game more fun uh, for for novice players, I would say. Well, it sounds like that speaks to what you were saying earlier about um, about how potentially Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is it could be a confusing game for, for a novice player, and right. uh, wouldn't wouldn't immediately get what the objectives are. So maybe that's something which uh, Jersey Jack Pinball have taken on board with, with their software design for Guns N' Roses or whatever their next game is. 
Right. Well, they could have learned. Um, uh, what I understood is they uh, they listened to the feedback that they got on previous games, especially Pirates of the Caribbean being far too complex for people to understand with 22 characters to choose from and uh, and all that. Uh, um, so they're, uh, they might be heading into a different direction, which um, I think might be good for pinball. It doesn't have to be... Uh, extremely simple, but it should be at least be fun and enjoyable for everybody who just walks up to the game and um, plunges a, a couple of balls. Yeah, hopefully there's a bit more to it than, than that in the uh, everything is about to change comment and innovative because we've had simpler games in the past. So that wouldn't that wouldn't be innovation, but there must be something a lot more coming up. Um, which is truly innovative and uh, will, will change the way that the game plays. Right. So, oh well, uh, we'll just have to wait and see because as of now, um, we have no indication when the next Jersey Jack game will be announced. And uh, as Jack used to say, he would like to reveal a game when he has games ready to ship. With them just moving to Illinois, my. In the, I suspect they are not ready to build and ship games yet so I'm not holding my breath but then again um, I'm open for surprises Yeah and it, on that point it's interesting that having just moved and setting up their new factory um, in their new building they have the potential I suppose even at this stage even, uh, late stage to incorporate some of the sort of social distancing requirements that, that companies will need for the manufacturing of, of games. They'll be able to you know, set up workstations which are further apart and or put up screens long before they actually start, they're actually up to full production, whereas uh, other companies already have existing manufacturing and they need to modify that to make it compliant, to make it safe for Good the point. employees. So it's a, it's a benefit for them that they're not... They're not sort of trying to churn out games at at, at, um, at the same time. They're trying to work out how they can do it safely. They they can do that as two separate steps. Right. So. so what else has gone on at Jersey Jack? Well, they they also announced that they they are launching a uh, a weekly thirty minute podcast. Um, right. Ken Cromwell is is hosting this, and the thing launches in June. Uh, I, I I understand it will have. An, so, um, sort of exclusive insider access, um, community participation, be fully family friendly, unlike ours. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> won't require won't require any fees or, or registration, and you can send um, send questions for for the uh, the team there to answer, um, and they can be sent to podcast at jerseyjackpinball dot com. And uh, you know, you never know; they might might pick your question and give you an answer on their their podcast so that's launching later this month right about 30 minutes and it's weekly so uh, it'll be a you know a, a date for your diary to put in as a recurring event to listen to the latest jersey jack pinball podcast right okay um it will be interesting to see what they fill it with um especially if the company is not handing out or having bringing any news um, uh, recently. I mean, there's already enough um, podcasts talking about gameplay and so on. So I'm I'm curious to see what 
what type of news they are going to be bringing, especially if it's on a weekly basis. Uh, yeah, I guess there'll be quite a lot of Q&A going on and uh, development of the new factory as well. And uh, how that's getting on, what they you know they can do is sort of talk talk to various people in the team um, about what they what they've been doing, what they've been working on, and and look back at their their previous five games as well. Right. And talking of the previous five games, uh, I saw a, a post that um, Jersey Jack Pimble made that revealed that all five of the existing Jersey Jack Pimble games um, have a track mode music um, created by Alter Bridges' Mark Tremonti. Now I, I didn't didn't know that, as that's news to me. And of course, a lot of people tend to turn off a track mode music because it's unpredictable as to when it's going to suddenly start. And um, it, like when you finish playing the game, do you really want to leave it on and and wait two minutes for some music to suddenly start up? But if you do, then you'll uh, you'll be able to hear Mark Tremonti's um, musical compositions, which are, are in all all the five. Jersey Jack Pinball games, and uh, no indication whether it's going to be in uh, in the next one. If it's Guns and Roses, it might be might be a bit a bit out of place. But um, no, actually, I think it's uh, for Guns and Roses probably uh, into place. Um, I've, I've, uh, I'm familiar with what it is, and there is this uh, video uh, where you have basically um, a pinball going clockwise and uh, drawing the outline of the state of Jersey uh, from from and um, uh, the music under there uh, there's a guitar riff uh, a bit bit 80s rock I would say um, I think that it's uh, this this post is referring to that so um, oh, really? so I don't oh, think it would be out of place in, with Guns N' Roses at all I, I probably figured it is more out of place with Willy Wonka and uh, um, uh, the Wizard of Oz so to speak because that music isn't uh, it's not like a heavy metal soundtrack um, and uh, all of a sudden there is this logo uh Coming on and, and right. that, that that heavy guitar riff. So, but um, oh, it's just the logo music. Then that's 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 a little less exciting. I have to say, I I, I took it to me when I read it initially that um, they all had different music tracks in a track mode. Right, but, uh, but what you say actually makes a lot more sense. Right. So, uh, um, well. Um, maybe that's something to figure out whether who is right on this one. Um, so we might get back to that in a future uh, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Right. So let's uh, let's carry on and um, let's move over, well, move south to um, the state of Texas and see what uh, the team at Multimorphic have been up to because they they launched their new internet connected gameplay for the Cosmic Kart Racing game this month. It's something which uh, they've been trailing for quite a while, but um, and, they, and they've demonstrated uh, local network gaming at the Texas show... Two years last ago. Year. Yeah, a year before. So um, it's something which has been known, and um, when when I went to the, uh, the factory there, we were able to play... Well, you and I went to the factory, and we were both able to play... The, the linked games that were within the factory, but um, now they've, they've spread that beyond a local network into a wide area network and called the internet. So anyone with um, a, a Cosmic Kart Racing uh, game 
on their P3 can link it up and, uh, and start a network game with other people anywhere in the world. Right. Which so. uh, seems an exciting exciting option, particularly in these times where we're not able to go out to location and, and play pinball. Right. And you want to play against someone else, uh, um, someone who isn't a member of your immediate family, you can now do it. Right. So that's, now, I, I noticed on your website uh, you wrote a very in-depth uh, article on this, uh, this new feature. Mm, um, yeah, thank you. Um, uh, I haven't read it all because uh, for me it was rather technical. Um, but um, is it able? Are you able to basically see if, if you're on the game? Uh, can you see whether other players are online? Um, you can start a. a there, there are two two choices. You can either choose to host a game, in which case you, you are your machine is is the master game, or you can join in existing uh joining with other players who are sort of wait of hosting games of their own and waiting right. for players to join right so yeah you can it can work both ways you can say you know, okay my my machine's ready to go Any, anybody wants to come and play join me and then people can join or you can just go sort of and just say well who's out there and uh, and try and you're gonna you know try and join their their game right okay well, this is so that was, um, um, yeah, that's um, that's available now for Cosmic Heart Racing, and it's also coming very soon for the Heads Up game as well. So it's a, it's a thing that I think they're going to be rolling out onto future releases uh, as a as a um, right as an added well, bonus. Who, who um, knows as, um, whether it will be incorporated in <clears throat> uh, updated versions of Heist, for example, or um, yeah. Well, or like see light speed. Um, yeah. it, it it might uh, trigger uh, developers to to exploit such feature and and see what else they can do with it. So yeah, it's, it's certainly part of the the framework, the underlying framework that's available now as a, as a feature that people can build into their games um, and to demonstrate it. Uh, Multimorphic had a what they call a WAN party, a, a wide area network party mm-hmm. for those people who had had the software who had installed it on their, uh, their cosmic kart racing game that was uh, on saturday 23rd of may so there was a little window there where basically everybody who had it could could party and uh, start playing against each other over the over the internet just to uh, check it out because that's, that's a new feature and uh, yeah, I, I did actually ask about uh, whether they're going to retrofit that to previous games, uh, but Jerry said they're, they're, it's it's not a priority for them. Their the priority is to to increase, you no, know, add new new games and and um, to make make uh, those games more more fun by using this feature rather than try and sort of uh, you know fit it into games which were never designed for that that kind of play. So, um, it, not ruling it out, but it's um, it's really probably down to the developers for some of those as well, because they're not all developed in-house either. So, yeah, it c- could definitely be something which uh, could add an extra level of fun, but um, it's something which uh, I think Jerry's had a, a certain uh, rise smile as people have been speculating on uh, what Jersey Jack Pinball's um, video about innovation might be and saying, oh yeah, it might be internet play and he's been, or it might be this, or it might be that and Jerry's just been going, oh we've had all this for years, you know it's, uh, this isn't new, it's an innovative so the, the P3 was uh, in many ways ahead of its time uh, but oh, now yeah. it's 
it's um, some of the, some of those features are, are coming more into the mainstream with right. internet connected play. Well, and hopefully, uh, <clears throat> uh, with the uh, Corona rules uh, being uh, less tight, hopefully that will also mean that Multimorphic can start shipping more Heist games uh, because mm. that that release sort of got. Um, well, buried in all the Corona news, uh, which is a pity because it was a very cool, very cool game to uh, to play, and um, I think they deserve to sell a lot more units of it. Yeah, I think once they can get it out to shows as well, so so, so people can play it for themselves and, and see it, I think that will also help, and and the, and the CCR as well. I think you know once, once that's been demonstrated and uh, and shows are back up and running, then. Um, It'll be a good promotional you know, uh, event for them as well to show what, what these are capable of. Right. Okay. Now, um, speaking of internet connectivity, uh, we didn't announce it yet, but um, I think this is a good uh, bridge to announce that. Um, uh, as you might uh, be aware, uh, over the past couple of uh, episodes, um, Gary Flower has been trying to uh, connect with us uh, by uh, interrupting, calling uh, either me or Martin on our cell phones. And, uh, well, with the coronavirus uh, and Zoom uh, gaining a lot of popularity for for making conference video calls and so on, uh, we figured this time we turn it around. So at the end of the show, we're going to be calling uh, Gary Flower via Zoom. Yeah, uh, Zoom so conference. finally we'll have Gary Flower on the show. Uh, I figured that was a nice bridge from the internet connectivity from uh, Multimorphic. So. Very good. Yep. Okay. Um, so that's yes, later on. Uh, moving yep. on uh, to, I suppose, Spooky Pinball. Yeah, um, they are not in Illinois, of course. No, they are in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. They are, in fact, as I noticed on their website, it says they are the, um, now I have to say it correctly, uh, they are the best pinball company in Benton, Wisconsin. Wow, that's some boast. I, I, I hope they can... Uh, Live up to that. Appreciate that claim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're probably true, um, but they are they are back in production again. Anyway, um, in their new factory, right? Making making a Rick and Morty. Yes, making Rick and Morty games, and um, I've actually been been watching Rick and Morty during this uh, lockdown period or relative lockdown that we've had. Gameplay or, or the, the TV show? No, the actual cartoon series. Right. Yes, so I can understand the game more when I actually get my my, my uh, flipper fingers on the, the buttons. Right. Uh, so so it makes sense now, hopefully. Uh, so yeah, and so that Rick and Morty, they are um, that is back in production, having having started uh, before the, the lockdown and right. continuing. There's, there's suggestions they might have some uh, shortages of certain parts, particularly the, the cabinets for the, the butter finish on them, but uh, I haven't had that confirmed yet, so that's only a rumour at the moment. But uh, but good news for, for Spooky Pinball is that they have finally sold all the Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle games that they ha- they were uh, producing. Yes, it was a limited run, and uh, they've had a, the last few available for a while now, but uh, nope, that's finally... So you see, there is a positive twist to this whole coronavirus situation. People are so desperate, they bought 
Alice Cooper Nightmare <laughs> Castle. Uh, that's well, nothing, I think, it's not nice to say. Under, it's a very nice game. So, but it is. I, I think people. Uh, I think it's what would probably be termed a slow burner, in that people have have got. To, people have got to play the game realise it's actually quite good. Yes, and, it's uh, a grow. So it is, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's kind of uh, feeds on itself. If there aren't many out there, not many people get to play it, so not many people realise that it's a good game and it doesn't generate more sales. But uh, it has done now, and um, yeah. So if you wanted one, um, too late. Well, at wow. least on the getting a brand new one, right? And unless unless any distributors have any in stock, but. Um, um, I suspect they're all they're all taken now. So anyway, good news for Spooky. So they they can now concentrate on uh, marketing Rick and Morty and then their, their future titles because everything else is sold out. Right. So and then from one uh, pinball company on the move uh, to another one, um, American Pinball, um, who finally and this has been a long time <laughs> in the in the uh, making, I suppose. Uh, moved to their new factory in Palatine, uh, which is in uh, Illinois as well. Um, And they started the manufacturing of Hot Wheels. Yes, Hot Wheels, which we we talked about that last time, I think, did we? Uh, If not the time before. It's it's been announced a while, but uh, manufacturing hasn't been possible due to the lockdown. But uh, now in in their new factory, which they are sharing with their uh, I don't know, their parent or sister company right um, they uh, they can they can start build, building there although their their website still shows their their previous address but their um, their new address is actually um, um, the Palatine as you said address yes ah right okay very good okay well their, their actual address is uh, 500 South Hicks Road in Palatine so while we're giving out the address of Jersey Jack and uh, Stern Pimple, so American Pimple or uh, South Hicks Road in Palatine. Um, and, um, yeah, so as, as you said, they, they'd actually, when we'd been there, they were they were saying they thought they'd be in an up and running by the start of last year. Um, and, uh, we well, you know how it rather, goes. Uh, pimple is yeah, easy, but, moving a factory mm-hmm. is hard. Or was it the other yes. way around? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I think it's taken just over a year longer than was originally planned um, or originally envisaged. I, I didn't think they could possibly got in the beginning of last year. That would seem very um, adventurous to suggest that. But um, Well, the coronavirus anyway. probably didn't help either. Um, no, probably not. Not. Um, I think they were saying that for a long time they were waiting on permits from the from the city or from the yeah, from the city council in order to be able to operate and and to bring guests in all that kind of thing um, and 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 to get staff in, into the building. But uh, obviously now that's that's all happened. And um, so congratulations to them on uh, on their new premises. Right. So let's hope that they will start cranking out those Hot Wheels games uh, soon and that there will be shows where they can actually show them because we haven't seen gameplay yet. And, no, that's uh, right. No. no we I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. So, no, Apart from a couple of very short promotional videos uh, which were released at the time the game was announced, yeah, there's, there's nothing much out there. So, right. uh, but on, on the plus side, it's given them plenty of time to work on on uh, code and just and animations and lighting effects and all the all the good stuff that goes into the game. Right. So when we do get to see it, it should be uh, uh, pretty impressive. 
Right. Now, speaking of nothing, how about Deep Root Pinball? Oh, um, can we just mention that um, American Pinball have have also been hiring oh, as well? Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry, I was too quick. <laughs> well, uh, we, sh- we should mention that, um, remember that, um, that Barry from American Pinball went over to work with uh, Jersey Jack Pinball um, after, well, I wouldn't say it's after, um, uh, Butch Peel left, but around about the same time as Butch. So uh, we left a kind of technical service manager role vacancy at American Pinball. Well, they've hired Dave Brennan to to take that position. Um, he's a, uh, not sure exactly whether he's got any experience of, of dealing with customers in, in the same way, but he's certainly a very knowledgeable uh, game restorer and repairer and maintenance guy. Um, he goes by the name of TurboGrafx7 on Facebook and on his Twitch channel as well. That's TurboGrafx, G-R-A-F-X-7. Um, and he's been showing the restoration work he's been doing on a Gottlieb Alien Star on his Facebook page uh, for, for, uh, for a little while now. And uh, so you can keep track of that there and, um, and follow his, his uh, repair work there and see... Um, and see Dave before. Well, actually, he's already taken up his role, I think, as, as technical technical services manager at uh, American Mimble. But uh, so you can see him and who he is, and and the work he does um, on his uh, Facebook and Twitch pages, pages or streams. So right. congratulations to Dave and American Mimble on their new hiring. Right. And speaking of new hires, then I'm going to bridge to another company, not yet to Deep Root. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, because you mentioned um, <laughs> recently Butch Peel uh, being let go at uh, Jersey Jack Pinball. Good news. It has just been confirmed after the news was already uh, announced last night by Canada. Uh, congrats on that um, scoop for him. Um, Butchpeel has been hired by Chicago Gaming. Yes, it's now confirmed news from uh, Chicago Gaming themselves. They put out a press release, or are about to, if they haven't already. Right, uh, well, I already we... received a press release, and uh, I can read it out loud for you if you're... Uh, uh, Interested. Hold on. Let's give us the top. First paragraph. First paragraph. Chicago Chicago Gaming Company is very excited to welcome Butch Peel to our team. Butch will be serving as our lead service engineer. Oh, okay. Very good. Well, congratulations to Butch and and also to Chicago Gaming on a a very wise hiring. We did say at the time we didn't think it would be long before one company's... um, Snapped him up, and uh, Chicago Gaming have done so. So yeah. uh, makes perfect sense. Yeah, happy for Butch, happy for Chicago Gaming. And, yeah. Um, uh, and I think uh, uh, in this position, uh, it also is actually very good news for the people who bought games from uh, Chicago Gaming because having Butch on board probably means that you get an in-depth manual if there isn't one yet. Uh, although... Obviously, with Chicago Gaming, Williams manuals already exist uh, for those games, but I'm quite sure that Butch can give his own twist to it and that you'll end up with a much more interesting or colorful, uh, if you want, uh, uh, manual um, if he does anything similar to the ones that he did at Jersey Jack Pinball. 
Yeah, it's just something that just popped into my mind as, as you're talking about that. Um, I guess that means that Butch will be back working with Lloyd Olson on right um, on on home repair on home service. No, as they're working together at Jersey Jack Pinball, and Lloyd um, does technical um, advice and helpline work for Jersey Jack Pinball, but he also does it for Chicago Gaming or Planetary Pinball. So right. yeah, they're back together again as a team. So even better news. Right. So. Um yeah, excellent. And speaking of uh, Chicago gaming, um, mm-hmm. we assume um, that they are uh, back at work as well, since they are based in uh, Illinois. Yes, um, if, if if they're not, I, I understand they've they've certainly been shipping games recently, but uh, they do have do tend to have a large store of games which are awaiting shipping. Uh, having uh, toured the factory, you can go into the storeroom and there are an amazing number of uh, box games ready to go. So uh, I don't think there be any short- there has been any shortage of Chicago gaming machines available if you wanted to buy them uh, from your local distributor. Right. Okay. So now getting back to um, uh, Deep Root, where I was trying to bridge into earlier, um, mm-hmm. is there any news from Deep Root Pinball that we know of? Well, no, actually, and nothing's changed as far as I can see. Nothing has changed on their website, which is pretty much the same as it was um, in March. Um, it's still showing details about the um, the launch event they were going to work it to hold and the fact that it's been cancelled, but still asking people to submit their details for accreditation. Huh. Uh, no indication at all about what's going on at the company. Um, no re- rescheduled launch event or reveal details or anything about the, what it is they're actually doing. Right. Um, I, have you heard anything? Well, I heard anything, but I don't think it's worth uh, mentioning um, online because it's not confirmed to me. It's just a, just a rumor uh, via via through someone else who heard it from someone else. So... I tend mm-hmm. to I, I tend to go with uh, okay. Let's wait and see what happens before I start spreading any rumors and giving people hopes um, that might not be justified. So no, okay. Well, so no, nothing from them. So um, so let's go back to uh, a company where where things are happening, and in fact they are building games and and selling games and shipping them. Wow. Some of them to people who have already bought them. Whoa. Um And this it's is your like area, speciality, <laughs> as it's your your, your good friend and uh, and fellow native uh, Barry over at Dutch Pinball, right? Who is um, cranking out the game team? Right. Um, well, it's interesting to note that uh, Dutch Pinball did send out a uh, newsletter to. Um, uh, their customers, people, uh, their early achievers who are still waiting for a game, uh, the Big Lebowski game, uh, to be delivered to them. And um, it was quite a lengthy um, uh, update with lots of photos from the new uh, new factory. Um, basically, they very indicated that uh, they were able to continue uh, to work on the manufacturing of games Um during the uh, the lockdown period, as there was enough uh, distance in between um, uh, the, the several uh, people working there, and there are only four people there, so um, 
that's it's not that difficult to keep uh, keep your distance if necessary. Um, right. He announced that uh, a fifth full time member uh, was starting uh, last week, I think. Um, oh, another that was Yes, and uh, uh, well, it might be not that special, but um, it was his daughter Tara uh, who is joining. Dutch pinball in a full-time capacity, although it didn't say in uh, what function she will be uh, uh, active. But I'm sure that she has uh, uh, her qualities and that she will be a valuable asset for Dutch pinball. No argument there. Um, and uh, what's interesting about the newsletter is that uh, for the first time, Barry indicated um, the ratio well, first of all, he indicated that the first uh, early achiever games have been shipped, and right. I explained uh, briefly what that indicates because uh, recently, when Dutch Pinball was able to buy their um, uh, assets from their former contract manufacturer, um, obviously they needed money to buy these assets, and in order to do so, what they did was they sold. Uh, uh, Big Lebowski games um, that were already manufactured um, and uh, had been stocked at uh, their former contract manufacturer for a couple of years. That obviously that means that the people who were still waiting for those games and the games that weren't even built yet uh, would have to wait longer. Um, and uh, uh, when the new factory was set up. Uh, Barry continued to uh, sell games, build games, and ship them out immediately. So, um, uh, quite a few people who recently ordered a Big Lebowski game were actually able to get one, uh, while others who, who ordered one like four or five years ago still waiting for uh, one. Those are the early achiever games. And... Um, Obviously, the intent has always been to deliver those early achiever games as well, uh, but the company first needed to recreate a financial stability. And uh, they reached that and they started building and shipping early achiever games, and currently they are doing so in a uh, uh, one out of four ratio. So one of, out of four games being built uh, goes to a... Uh, an early achiever who is still waiting for his game. That's not a, uh, um, uh, a very high ratio, I would say. I was hoping it would be either one out of three or one out of two, if possible. But um, I understand that uh, the number, the the, the the frequency might uh, still increase. Uh, yes. At least we know something, because prior to this we didn't know anything. So that's a, a good thing if you're waiting. Uh, for a game like I am, um, being an early achiever. So, uh, so I guess that's that's quite some uh, interesting news. And um, I really yeah, well, that's certainly that's certainly what Barry was was promising from the start, wasn't it? That that was how it was going to happen. And uh, a lot of people, including myself to a degree, were were skeptical that he would ever get to the situation where he'd have sold enough, built and sold enough games to be able to start fulfilling the early achiever orders right. but um, all credit to him and, and the team there at, at Dutch Pinball they, they've done it and they've made a start on, yes. on, on fulfilling those early achiever orders so uh, gradually um, 
it, it looks like their their plan is one that's working, even with all the uh, the shenanigans around uh, the coronavirus. So yeah, good news. I, I see. Right. Yeah, and um, uh, I texted uh, with Barry earlier this uh, afternoon, and um, um, there is a plan to do a live stream from the um, uh, Dutch Pinball factory. Uh, actually, the plan has already been there for a couple of months, but coronavirus, you know how it goes. Uh, I asked Barry whether he already picked a new date for such a live stream, and he hasn't. But since uh, the... Um, uh, well, the, 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 the rules for uh, uh, coronavirus and distancing are less strict right now. I figured uh, they might have thought about a date. He hasn't yet, but I think I put it back on his radar. So uh, who knows? He might be able to uh, announce something hopefully soon. Good. Good. Well, on uh, on, on other the Big Lebowski news, I, I saw on the, the Dutch Pinball Facebook page, they said that... Um, they had done a, a, a film project shoot in a, a local cafe. Um, the name of the cafe is not one I'm going to attempt to pronounce because it's in Dutch. Uh, but Jonathan will do it for it's us. Called it's ca- called Café de Heterbrei. Yeah, it's a Heterbrei. So um, called, spelt Hetbridge, but... Um, uh, the Café de Haterbrei um, refers to some rather dubious-sounding food, uh, some hot gruel or something like that. Yeah, I think prison uh, food, something like that, and, and yeah. still being warm, that, that sort of covers it, I suppose. Yeah. So anyway, they had, they had a big Lebowski machine set up there, and uh, it was used as part of this uh, this music film project. And um, and when it when that project's finished and ready to ready to show, uh, I'm sure that uh, Dutch Pinball will uh, post the link to it on their Facebook page and elsewhere, and probably on their website too. Right. So okay. uh, a little more publicity for Pinball and uh, the Big Lebowski in particular. Right. So. Okay, um, moving on to the other side of the world, I suppose. Is there mm, any yes. news from Haggis Pinball? Uh, absolutely none, um, or at least none that they've made public. They have not produced any new videos at all in the past month, or at least they haven't, haven't put them on their Facebook page uh, or on their um, YouTube channel either, which is uh, unusual. But um, I'm sure there are reasons why that is, and we've, we've had this in the past, haven't we? There's been a sort of a silence for, for some period of time, and then they're, they're back and just, just say, oh, we've been busy, and uh, we're, but we're back at it now full-time. Right. I'm sure that will happen again this time as well. Hopefully. And, uh, nothing to be unduly worried about. Um, but uh, with no pinball shows to uh, oh, deadlines to meet until, well, currently October, there's, uh, there's time to be working on the new games, but there's, uh, there's no, basically, no. No new okay. news from Agus that we know then about. Then let's bring in all the news from Circus Maximus. Oh, well, it's all been go at Circus Maximus uh, where there's no news either. So, um, no, they, they don't update their, um, their social media stuff very frequently anyway, and um, they haven't done it at all in the, in the past month. So, um, okay. I think there. Good. Then, um, uh, well, we're crossing the globe uh, um, uh, uh, homepin in Taiwan these days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, um, not, not much from homepin, uh, from Mike Kalinowski over there. Uh, he did show a couple of pictures from these new 
Taiwan Taiwan factory, um, showing that they're still unpacking and setting everything up after their move from from China. But says it's a long process, and uh, they hope to be complete uh, completely set up in their new home uh, sometime this month, so they can start production. In the meantime, they they seem to be focusing their their construction efforts on uh, on making uh, replacement circuit boards for various um, pinballs. Uh, in in particular, the uh, the strobe board for Attack from Mars's saucer, which they've redesigned and uh, have a new version available. So manufacturing is still going on. Uh, home bins just not pinball manufacturing or not pinball machine manufacturing right. at the okay. moment. But hopefully uh, well, later this month, and we'll be back next month to give you details of that. I definitely hope that they will be back into uh, production soon because I've seen uh, uh, some video of that uh, China Zombies game, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was uh, rather interesting. So I really hope they can pick that up um, and, uh, and and put that actually into production. So. Good. Okay, well, I look forward to seeing that. Um, hopefully, right. they'll be able to bring out a, a, a version aimed at the Western market as well, so uh, so we can get to play it. Maybe you should change the title to Corona Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what everybody will be uh, itching to get their hands on that. So, right, okay. Um, do you have any other news before um, we get to only- Gary? Yeah, only as far as the uh, what's been going on with the IFPA, and uh, you remember that um, all um, tournament events were were no longer to be sanctioned from the from the IFPA. So no waffle points awarded um, at, the, at the start of this lockdown uh, in March. So uh, no plans. No, no declared plans to change that situation at the moment. It's obviously a tricky one when various parts of the world are coming out of uh, the lockdowns and, and restrictions in different different stages. Uh, even in the states, you know, different states are doing different things. So it would be would be difficult to to suddenly start sanctioning events in uh, globally when many countries and many areas are not actually able to hold tournaments due to local restrictions. Right. So that's not happening at the moment. But what they are doing is they've teamed up with match play events to launch the IFPA Challenge Ratings, or ICR, which uh, launches today, the 1st of June. And it's basically remote play, uh, or almost internet play of a different type, not as direct as the uh, the multimorphic version. But you can do it over Zoom, you can do it over uh, Skype, you can do it over various other methods, in, in that you and somebody else with the same game can set up a, uh, a head-to-head best-of-three game where you both play your own games and um, you record the results on the Match Play Events website. And um, there is actually some, some money behind all this as well. Um, mm. The IFPA are donating um, up to $1,000 for the uh, kind of best of for the, the top eight players at wow. the end of all this, whenever, whenever it draws to an end. And, um, yeah, trophies for the top four as well. So... Yeah, um, might be something worth looking into. Go and have a look at the IFPA website, uh, ifpapinball.com, and you can um, sign up on the Match Play event, matchplay.events 
website you need both need to have an account with match play in order to, to do this and um yeah you can challenge people from all over the world to to play various games and um who knows you might come out with some money at the end of it so best of luck with that right okay um while we're on other news um i did see an update on uh, uh pinball expo uh what do you make of that ah, yes well, it's it's kind of like a, a holding message, really, to say you know, we we haven't made a decision. We're keeping an eye on things. Um, we are we are still working away hard behind the scenes to make sure the the show goes ahead in October. But ultimately, it's you know it's not their call. It's beyond their on their their remit to, to determine whether or not it's a safe environment for people to to gather and whether they're actually legally allowed to do so anyway by the. By the uh, by, the city of Wheeling, and uh, or by the um, the governor of Illinois. Right. So they're but they're working on the basis that it is going to happen. Um, they're advising that if if it doesn't for any reason, then everybody will get money back, and hotel bookings can be cancelled free of charge. So it's a risk free thing to to book. And um, if you do want to go, then you, you certainly should book a hotel room there because uh, it always sells out and people, uh, well, always has sold out. I don't know. <laughs> this year's, you know, it's it's a guessing game as so exactly what's going to happen. But um, it costs you nothing to do it and you can cancel it for free. Why wouldn't you book? So um, I'd recommend doing that. And also, um, if you do want to go, then I'd recommend pre-booking um, your admission package with uh, Robert, Rob Burke uh, or Bridget and showing, that, showing them that there is a, a demand for the show, um, that you're supporting them. And again, you know, if it doesn't happen, you get your money back. So nothing to lose really in that regard. But it's, uh, I think, something which uh, if, if you wanted to go, sign up for it now. And um, the more people that do, the, the bigger the resolve will be to, to make sure it does happen. Right. But uh, ultimately, as I say, it's, uh, it may well be down to state or local regulations as to whether or not they'll be allowed to do it or not. Hopefully they will. Fingers crossed, because I don't think any of us particularly want, you know, pretty much the entire 2020 show season to be written off. It'd be nice if we could at least get something out of this year. Yeah. And then uh, we still have to see whether you and I can travel to America, for example. Uh, because yeah. that, that's also still up in the air. No pun intended. Well, yeah, and also, you know, we're talking about the the Dutch Pinball Expo, Pinball Open Expo, as well, and uh, whether or not I would be allowed to go to that without getting uh, or or being yeah. fined with two weeks of quarantine when you get back home. That's right. Yeah, which is what the current situation that they're talking about is. Anybody who flies in or out of the UK has to do a fourteen day um, self quarantine or self isolation. Right. Uh, which obviously uh, turns a, uh, and and you have to have somewhere where you're going to do that. You can't just say, "Oh yes, I'll do it," and then ignore it. You have to. If we were flying to the US, we'd have to have somewhere that we could go to for 14 days before we could even leave uh, leave that place and start start our travels. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's uh, at the moment it's not feasible, but you know things change fast, and. Um, both for the better and for the worse. So let's uh, again keep our fingers crossed and hope that uh, we can we can still enjoy some 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 good pinball shows later in the year and uh, play some some of these wonderful games we've been talking about. Right. So okay then. Um, well, there's one last thing to do, and it's been uh, well o- over two years in the making. Uh, we figured out a way that it could work yes. this time. Um, 
um, we're going to be calling Gary Flower on Zoom so mm. that we can um, uh, finally hear what he's been trying to tell us for God knows how long. So, um, Martin, <laughs> I let you do the honors because um, uh, you know your way okay. with Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been using it for work, and um, it's uh, it's a good system, and I'm sure you all know. And we've got the latest updates to make it ultra secure, so nobody should sno- should snoop on uh, on our private conversation with Gary because obviously we don't want anybody else to hear what we're saying. Right. So I'll call him up right now. So it's just on there, and uh, where is it? Uh, oh, there it is. Right. Yes. Okay. So okay. So it's calling him now, waiting for him to join the meeting. Uh, we did tell him that we, we'd be doing this around about this time. And um, he's expecting. Oh, look. Ah. There he is. Are you seeing yeah. him? I'm seeing him. Yes. Hello, Gary. Hey. I'm waving Hello, Gary. to Gary. Yeah, Gary? Yeah. He's, I see his lips moving, but I don't hear him. Yes. Unmute your microphone, Gary. Right. Gary. T- turn, the mic- turn the microphone on. Can you hear no, us, Gary? No. Da- There's a button somewhere. Oh. Um. How do you explain this to an elderly? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we have plenty of people who, who have been in that situation. Just turn the microphone on, Gary. Gary, your mic is muted. Unmute your mic. No, stop Stop talking. Just... Can you hear it? Oh, he's talking away, but we can't hear a word he's saying. Because he hasn't turned his microphone yeah, on. Yeah, well, that's the problem with Gary. Once he starts talking, good luck intervening. Well, yes, there is that. But uh, I know that's the thing with Zoom. Sometimes when you launch it, it's muted the microphone, but you have to remember to unmute it. Oh. Oh. I don't think we're... No, we can't get a word in. He's uh, he's he's on a roll. <laughs> it's too bad we can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it certainly is. It's, well, we uh, tried. We tried. Mm. God knows we tried. Okay. Well, we'll we'll point out where the unmute microphone button is to Gary, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from him in the next podcast, and he can tell us all the things that he was he was streaming um, across the uh, the internet to us in in video only form. Um, maybe we maybe, maybe we should get a lip reader involved, so um, so they can tell us what it is he's saying, but. Right. Uh, Probably oh, well. easy just to get him to unmute his microphone. I'm not going to so, wait for that before you, uh, uh, but, um, oh well. No. We tried. We, we, we did. It's all, we're always trying. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> we have our listeners to, who can attest that we try. So it's not us, do. Gary. It's not us. Anyway, okay. um, I guess this wraps it up for, uh, for the month of May. And... Um, uh, I have to yeah, I say that uh, let me close up with a, a brief announcement um, uh, usually I try to send out mid-month uh, my uh, monthly newsletter I used to do that right after our uh, podcast and then I figured like it makes more sense to do it two weeks later and capture the news of uh, mm-hmm. the, the first two weeks as well um, this week or this month I was uh, extremely busy with other stuff there wasn't that much news so I figured I'd let it slide a little bit and then I was uh, faced with a crashing hard drive which I was able to oh, uh, uh, to save most of it but uh, as it goes with those things those are immediate priorities uh, which also caused further delay of such newsletter so i will be sending it out after this podcast including a link to this podcast as well 
Um, but that explains why uh, the newsletter didn't arrive mid month this uh, past month, mid May. So, uh, okay. and I have I a new record coming. Lose anything too important? No, no, no. That's true. Um, and I have a new record coming out on Spotify on uh, June twelfth. It's called Japanese Disco Game, and the artist is Remix the Remix. But I won't okay. bother anybody else with that uh, over here. I'll just uh, spam you on Facebook. I do have to ask you one question, though. Is, is is there any more progress on the next edition of People magazine? Yes, there is. Ooh, um, I, uh, the, as you may know, the, uh, uh, the cover story has been transcribed. Uh, that's 181 pages. And I got to yeah. editing... The first 90 pages now of uh, those 181 pages, and the plan is to uh, to move forward this week uh, with the rest of that. So that's already edited, and and there's still more editing going on um, with those uh, last 90 pages. So 91 pages um, that that still need to be edited because that need to be sort of woven into the first 90 pages that already have been edited so mm. but um, yes uh, I have been working on that so um, it's uh, slow progress but it's still progress good okay well that's good news too in which to end this month's uh, look back at the previous month right okay well uh, thank you once again for your um, uh, contribution Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Um, I do hope everybody uh, enjoyed it. And um, it looks like um, June is going to be uh, another exciting month. Um, we, we we honestly don't know exactly what's going to happen because uh, May was, was, as you said, it was started off as a very quiet month and then all of a sudden a whole bunch of news came came towards the end of it. Right. So, so. Uh, we look forward to seeing what's going to happen in, in, in June 2020. Right. Well, one interesting question that we can ask uh, ourselves. Um, uh, several pinball companies may have been in the position to review games and, and haven't yet. So the question is, when will they? And now mm. that the, the yes. now that the manufacturing is uh, slowly starting again, hopefully um, that will result in uh, some more new releases. Yeah, it's um, it's, a, it's probably a very good time to start releasing games, isn't it? To get um, to, to get in there well before any of the um, you know, sort of big shows start up, and people definitely have, have try and tie in new game releases with those. Now would otherwise be a bit of a dead time, so uh, you can get plenty of publicity and excitement around your your launch. Well, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, I do understand, by the way, why Stern uh, went ahead with Turtles instead of the earlier announced uh, contract uh, heavy metal game. Mm. Uh, but obviously, I guess their margin is bigger on uh, the Turtles game than on uh, a contract game for somebody else. So. <laughs> Sorry, for me it makes sense that they oh. went ahead with uh, Turtles uh, instead of uh, the delayed heavy metal uh, contract game. Yeah, as I remember, the heavy metal game was seen as being quite expensive. So the the Turtles, I don't know, it gives them a bigger margin, but certainly gets gets the volume up. I don't think they sell anything like the same number of heavy metal games as they would a Turtles. Right. So, oh well. Anyway. Hmm. 
Um, yep. So that's it for uh, for this month. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, we'll be back uh, at the beginning of next month. Hopefully, definitely, definitely. Lots to look, look back that's on. That's the spirit. Yeah. So until then, from uh, from me, Martin Ayer, and from my co-host Jonathan Houston, stay healthy, stay safe, play pinball, and uh, until next month. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.